This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Nearly two-thirds of parents say that they were at a loss last year after not receiving enough or any tech support and training for remote learning, according to a recent survey. MIT Educational Mobile Computing Trainer Lyra Logan is a Harvard graduate and the author of Learn to Program with App Inventor. She directs pre-college computer science programs and summer camps for elementary, middle, and high school students. It's our pleasure to welcome Lyra Logan to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Lyra. How are you? I am fine, Rodney. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, you're here this morning to talk about a topic that all parents seem to be struggling with on some level. So tell us about your background as it relates to technology. Okay. Well, I have, a, I, I think, an interesting background because I consider myself to be, you know, an old timer who was around before we had email. Yes. There was a time before email and certainly a time before, you know, cell phones and, and texting and all of that. And I actually was just curious when, um, you know, web, when the web became a big thing and I wanted to learn how to create websites. And so I started taking classes, you know, I was a, I was a practicing attorney, um, but, but I was intrigued with, you know, the technology, the ability to create something that everybody in the world could see that I, you know, put up on the web. And so I just uh, learned how to create websites and I learned how to make them interactive by using computer programming. And so that's how I came to be a computer programmer. And then, you know, it, if you like it, you really like it, you're passionate about it. And so I, I wanted to make sure that others, you know, people could learn how to do it and um, have been working with kids now for, for many years to teach them how to create um, apps and websites. And, and, and then, of course, wrote the book, Learn to Program with App Inventor to, to teach it in an easy way. Um, that kids can enjoy and then become creators of technology as well. Okay, so last spring when the pandemic hit, most students turned to remote learning and technology as an educational tool. Fast forward to the beginning of this year, parents should be up to speed on remote learning, but you just say that's just really not the reality, right? It's not the reality. I think we're seeing remnants of, of what happened in the spring. I mean, back then, nearly two-thirds of parents were saying, and this was from a, a PC mag story, um, nearly two-thirds of parents said they were at a loss last year because they didn't receive enough tech support and training. And and that's the case again. And, and we're also hearing that even teachers feel that way. I mean, they go into school one day virtually, and, and they're confronted with whole new learning management systems that, the, you know, the district may have chosen and they also may feel that they have a you know just a lack of training so that's one of the problems we're, we're continuing to see um, this year and there you know there are several other um, problems with with the remote learning okay and you talked about how parents say that they had no tech support I think that's so true I think we're all just you know we just had to just jump into this and do it and parents especially were given no help at all <laughs> Yes. So they, you know, not only are they um, struggling to learn new platforms, but then there are several new platforms. So a kid may be um, charged with having to log into four and five different, you know, websites or online tools each day. So it can get confusing. And just unfortunately, um, teachers may not have time 
to train them. And so what, what folks have really just had to do is take the time, which I know we're all short on, um, to do their own research, you know, visit the website, uh, look for the help sections, which are usually very helpful. And then also visit um, our old standby YouTube and, you know, the other video sharing websites where you can find good instructional videos on most of the popular online platforms and tools the schools are using. So you, sometimes you just have to um, you know, take these matters into your own hands. And that's a good lead in to my next question, because educators are using apps like Zoom and Google Meet. What tips can you offer parents this morning in terms of using those apps successfully or understanding or navigating those apps? So for those, um, you know, they I, I consider them to be a really good solution for this time. I mean, they have helped us with, um, you know, interacting face to face virtually with people. But I mean, it can it can be challenging because I know um, sometimes, you know, there's a lot going in the home. And so students need to have a place where they can be in this virtual classroom that's very quiet. Um, and so distractions need to be removed. Um, and, and I think parents need to sort of be standing by. Um, you just want to make sure that your child is comfortable um, being online because I know schools pretty much require that the, the camera be on. And so, I mean, you just want to make sure that you're not, uh, as the camera's on in your home, you're not showing anything that you don't want to see. <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of concerns um, and then, you know, again, you've got to be in an environment where the student, of course, can hear um, so there can't be a whole lot of distractions and, and also able to speak. And um, and so you have to have all of the right equipment. You've got to have the, you know, the webcam. Hopefully you're on a on a device that has one. Um, if not, there are external ones you can buy. And, and, you know, the earphones, just a whole lot of, of preparation has to be done in order to have a successful virtual session. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is Lira Logan. She is an MIT master trainer in educational mobile computing. Now, let's talk about different devices, because I've seen kids, you know, doing remote learning from something as simple as a iPhone or a smartphone. You know, we have tablets, we have laptops, we have desktops. What are the suggestions? What do you suggest for parents, for students to have to be able to be successful with this remote learning? So I think the most the, the best device is um, is a although I I teach, um, you know, creating mobile apps. I do think um, that the laptop is the easiest now that you do have the, you know, the web video conferencing with Zoom and Google, Google Meet and all of those platforms. So I think a device where a student can still, you know, use a, a good keyboard um, that's sort of flat in their typing and then also have the functionality of having a camera and mic and all of that built in, I think your laptop is 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 still, I would say, number one for remote learning. But you can um, learn on the other devices. And, and when you don't have, like many students in rural areas and, and even low-income um, areas, and, and now even there is a uh, laptop shortage, um, you still can learn with a mobile, with a mobile phone. Um, and in fact, if you don't have internet access, um, there's, you know, you can, cre- your teachers can create apps that can help you continue to learn even if you're not connected um, to the internet because you just don't have that capability. 
Okay, so let's go back to teachers because, you know, they are they're on the front lines here. Um, what advice, what do you tell teachers in terms of technology and learning uh, through technology, remote learning? What do you tell teachers? What tips can you offer? And what's your message there? So the message there is, um, you know, to sort of embrace the technology. And I, I'd probably get, you know, egged or tomatoes thrown at me at this point because I know some of them are, you know, it's not just using the technology, which teachers do, you know, and have done for years. They've made good use of educational technology, but now they're being, they're having to both teach a group of students, some of them um, in a hybrid fashion. So they've got students online and then they've got students looking at them and, and I know they don't want to hear me say anything about (laughs) embrace the technology, but, um, but what, they just have to do is just be mindful of the challenges that parents are having and students are having um, and be able to help as best they can and, and use the technology as best they can. But um, I think a lot of, uh, you know, preparation is key. It goes a long way toward minimizing the likelihood of tech problems, um, a lot of testing before they use systems. And then if they see, because a lot of times um, the content that they have used to teach well in the classroom just doesn't translate well um, in the online learning context. And so they, I mean, it's just a whole lot of extra time that they'll have to take to try to get that content ready um, so that it's engaging enough. Um, for students to, to learn with online. Okay. Now, what I'm hearing from a lot of parents or some parents is that, you know, they have multiple kids who are at multiple grade levels in multiple schools. So, you know, they have to they have so much to deal with. And then they're working from home as well. Right. So they're trying to do they have the kids technology and then they have their own technology trying to work from home. And then we have all this. Do we have enough Internet or what? It's all right. very overwhelming. Yes, it's all very um, overwhelming. And then, there, you know, there's absolutely no way that you can, um, if in a situation like that where everyone's trying to share the one or two computers in the home, you're going to be confronted with that lack of access. Um, and so uh, a solution um, I've been thinking more about lately is uh, being able for a teacher to be able to use some of these modern authoring tools where they can create content that, you know, may need to be downloaded. So you'll need that inter- internet connection to download it. But say, you know, everyone has a phone usually. And I know that's not true for everyone, but most, most um, people, when yeah. you do have that, yeah, but most people do. And when you have a phone, then you can download the content that, that has been created by your teacher that um, you don't need an internet connection for. So in fact, in, 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 in the book, Learn to Program with App Inventor, I teach the readers how to create a, a, um, a quiz app in math. Uh, you know, it's multiplication. And so that doesn't require an internet connection, but still a kid is learning and practicing and is engaged um, with the technology that they're used to. So there are still ways to, to teach and learn even when there's that lack of access. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is Lira Logan. She is the author of Learn to Program with App Inventor and a MIT Master Trainer in Educational Mobile Computing. Now, let's talk about this now. Um, Generally speaking, and this is what, you know, 
people are confronted. Well, I know this is my situation is that, you know, your child, they have a computer and they're on the computer all day. And then you ask, you know, are you doing what are you doing? I'm doing homework, but you're not doing homework 24 hours a day. As a parent, how can you know if your child is actually working on homework or just having fun on the Internet? Well, you that's a good question, uh, because a, a lot of times there are some. Good and let me uh, and I must say this. This has nothing to do with the online learning, the remote learning, because uh, more classrooms are now even that aside, you know, that everything is digital. Books are digital. Um, assignments are digital. So, you know, we can't even blame this on the pandemic. This is far beyond that. So how do we know if our children are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing on the computer? Right. Well, I think one of the things with this remote learning is that parents are becoming more engaged. And so they now, thankfully, I think it's a good thing that that hopefully can continue. Parents know what the students' assignments are now. And so just a, you know, a careful monitoring um, you're now you're now as a parent intimately involved with, you know, what websites the students should be visiting. Um, if they tell you, oh, I'm researching, uh, you know, stars, but you see them, you know, on the website playing a video game, you certainly know mm. that um, they're not doing the assignments that you now see very closely every day as you've become the, you know, the in-home teacher. So, you know, just careful monitoring. Um, and and then just limiting some of that time on the computer. I mean, I understand that the teachers may be, I've, I've heard that teachers are saying they should be, the students should be sitting on the computer for six hours a day, just like they're in school for six hours a day, but that's just not um, good advice. Um, I, you, you know, you have to take breaks just like they get to do at school. And, um, and hopefully there are some books that you can put in their hands that, you know, that they can learn from and just sort of unplug from the computer from time to time. Okay. Now, one of the good things I think is that, you know, we face the pandemic and we see more people um, remote learning. But the good thing is that um, schools have been teaching computer literacy and computer science all along. So that's great for everyone involved. That is great. But actually, um, there was a 2019 um, computer science education study that shows that while 90%, so 9 out of 10 parents want their children to learn computer science, only 45% of our high schools are teaching them, hmm. uh, are teaching computer science. So there's a disconnect there. And, and now that parents are, you know, home and, and, and the teacher in, in, large, in large part, they do have an opportunity to, you know, take charge of what kids are learning and go ahead and, and incorporate some of those um, some of those those uh, fields and and and, uh, and you know lines of study that they would like their students to be learning, but they aren't really getting in school. Okay, and so I understand that you oversee some summer camps where you teach coding and things like that as well. How important is that for young people? It's very important. Um, computer science education is critical, and we all know. Um, how ubiquitous um, computers are now, um, and we all just need simply need a basic understanding of the power and impact of the field of computer science because it's dominating so many aspects of our lives. I mean, we just know, just think about the you know the internet and social media, online shopping, you know, modern animated movies, which I'd love to get back to see, <laughs> you know, soon, um, smartphones and all of that, just all of the technology and even some of the great solutions that we've had here during the pandemic, you know, in those um, 
video conferences on Zoom and Google Meet being some of those. We, these are all programmed by computer programmers and coders. And so we can see that I think from the pandemic, technology can really be a good thing, can help solve critical complex problems. And, and students need to, to learn that they can, cre- can create those kinds of solutions with technology too. And, you know, and, and, and frankly, they need to have a chance to prepare for the growing number of computing jobs that will be available if they are interested. And even if they're not interested, if a child doesn't end up working in a technical field, it's likely that their work um, will involve some aspects of computers. So they need to um, learn about computers and computer science. What resources are available and what tips do you recommend for parents and educators to educate themselves on technology and remote learning? What's out there? So there is, you know, a lot now on the on the web, a lot more um, about remote learning. I know some parents may fear YouTube, but I, w- I would just suggest to put on the, you know, use all the parental, um, uh, you know, parental uh, uh, things that you can use to control what can be seen on YouTube and just explore it because there are hundreds of videos on how to use Zoom and how to use certain aspects of Zoom and Google Meet and and all of the learning management tools that the schools are using like Canvas and Moodle and all these different technologies. So there is um, content out there. There's help out there on the web for um, for remote learning. All right. And if our listeners, if they would like to find out more about you, Lyra, how can they find out more about you? They can visit uh, the website program with appinventor.org and um, we can continue the conversation. And if they want want to uh, get lesson plans that we've written to go with the book, Learn to Program with App Inventor, um, you don't need to be a teacher to pick that book up and um, learn the fundamentals of, 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 of building apps and creating with technology. All right. Well, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lyra. Thank you, Rodney. We've been speaking to MIT Master Trainer in Educational Mobile Computing, Lyra Logan. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now and like us there now. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week. Be encouraged. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.